Christmas and happy holidays to all you Sean's Take listeners and supporters out there. Welcome back to another episode here on the Sean's Take podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sean Gold, and happy holidays, everybody. I hope the Christmas shopping has been smooth. I hope it's not been too stressful. I hope you're all in the holiday spirit. And one thing I do know is we all got the number one thing that was on our Christmas wish list this year, and that's the NFL on Christmas Day. That's right. Three games are going to be played on Christmas And today in this episode, I'm going to put my Santa hat on and I'm going to predict who Santa thinks is naughty or nice this week, who's going to get a win in week 16, who's going to take an L, where's Santa have everybody on his list. So like I said, it's week 16 now in the NFL. We only have three weeks left. It's happy. Playoffs are coming, but it's sad to see the regular season almost over, but We have a lot of great action left in the NFL. And before diving into week 16, week 15 was absolutely nuts. One of the craziest singular weeks in the NFL that I can ever remember. A lot of weird things happened in week 15. I'm not going to dive too far into it because I'm sure you know most of this, but we'll give a little recap. We had the largest comeback in NFL history. Indianapolis Colts were up 33-0 over the Minnesota Vikings at halftime. Vikings come back and win that game in overtime, 39 to 36. Absolutely nuts watching that game. Another weird thing we had in week 15, Justin Tucker for the Baltimore Ravens is the greatest kicker of all time. And in their loss to the Browns, he kicked his 355th field goal to become the Ravens all-time field goal leader. Now in this same game that he broke the Ravens franchise record for field goals, he also missed two field goals. So for the greatest kicker of all time, we're probably never ever for the rest of his career going to see Justin Tucker miss two kicks in a game. It's just ironic he did it in the game where he set the franchise record. Just something weird there. Just something that shows like this week in the NFL, there was something going on and I don't know what it was. I don't know what caused the comeback. I don't know what caused Justin Tucker to miss two field goals in a day where he also set a record for the most made field goals in Ravens history. And then, you know, this was the first Saturday where NFL games were being played. When they get to this part of the season, they start doing some Saturday games, get the TV ratings up a little bit, get people excited about playoff matchups and everything like that. So Saturday starts out with Justin Tucker doing that, with the Colts blowing a 33-0 lead at halftime. We now have a new NFL record for the largest comeback. And then Sunday rolls around. And it's just as weird. The Cowboys had every opportunity to put the Jaguars away. And then they lose an overtime to the Jags. A game that never should have gotten to overtime on a Dak Prescott pick six. Jags win, get a much needed win. 
for their playoff standings, and it hurts the Cowboys' chances at their division, gives the Philadelphia Eagles some breathing room, even though Jalen Hurts is now hurt out for probably one to two weeks is what we're hearing at the time of me recording this. The Houston Texans, the worst team in the NFL, take the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime, had the Chiefs backs against the wall the entire game. Kansas City is almost lucky they pulled this game out. Guys, just like a weird week in the NFL. And then, of course, I think we all know what happened in New England with the Patriots throwing a game away. I don't really know what else to call it. They threw this game away with lateraling it when the game is tied on the last play of the game. Jacoby Myers throws an interception, essentially, or I guess it would be a fumble because it's a backward pass, to Chandler Jones, who trucks Mac Jones on his way to the end zone. The Raiders win after they should have blown a game. Guys, it was a weird week, and I'm sure we all saw the clips of the Patriots. That's probably the wildest ending I've ever seen in an NFL game. And there's a lot of people who have been looking for some deeper philosophical type of meaning. Why, why did the Patriots do this? How does this happen? Look, there's no answer to that question besides it was just plain stupid. That's not something that's coached. That's not something that's been prepared. That was just plain stupid. There's, uh, there's really nothing else to say. I don't even want to talk about it for that much because there's no deeper meaning to that. That was just a blunder on the Patriots player's part. And it... Again, week 15, it was a weird week. Stuff that normally does not happen was happening this week. And then even in the Sunday night game, weird things happen. Giants versus the Commanders, a big divisional game. Giants are up 20-12 to 12 late in the fourth quarter. Commanders are going on what would be a game-tying drive under a minute left, fourth and goal. Taylor Heineke throws to Curtis Samuel. Blatant pass interference there. If you haven't seen the video... The Giants' DB was all over Curtis Samuel before the ball got to him. No call. Giants win the game again in a very pivotal divisional game with playoff implications on the line. And I don't know how this was a no call. It was textbook pass interference. Like definition of pass interference would be showing somebody a video of what happened on this play. So it's just week 15 was strange and... For the pass interference part, in 2019, the NFL made pass interference reviewable. They took that away in 2020. This is plays like these that make you wonder if it needs to come back again. Because this was not a play that should have been missed. And for something that can potentially alter Washington's chances of making the postseason, it sucks for them that it could come down to a play like this. That could have been a big turning point in a season. So that's a little week 15 Recap. Now we're on to week 16, Christmas week in the NFL. So I've got my Santa hat on right now. I'm going to tell you who's naughty or nice in all of these games. Where do these teams sit on Santa's list? Starting on Thursday, December 22nd, today, air date for this episode, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. So Zach Wilson's starting quarterback again. Because Mike White is going to be ruled out for another week. They're playing the Jaguars, a hot team. Trevor Lawrence is looking really good. They just coming off a big overtime win, as I mentioned, against the Cowboys. And the Jaguars are going to be penciled in on the nice list. Jets on the naughty list. Jets going to take a loss in this one. The Jaguars have a lot on this game. They sit a game back from the Tennessee Titans for the division. 
And so Jacksonville has a lot of stakes. So does New York. But I think Jacksonville is peaking right now. I think they're looking really, really good. I think they're going to pick up a win here. Now, Saturday, December 24th, we've got a whole lot of games. Day before Christmas, who's on the nice list? Who's on the naughty list? Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears. I hate to say it being a Bears fan, but they're going to be on the naughty list in this one. The Bills should handle them pretty well. Now, what am I looking for as a Bears fan? I want to see Justin Fields continue to develop. Just want to see a competitive team. We played the Eagles very competitively. I want to see that against the Buffalo Bills team, but I think the Bills are going to be way too much to handle. Also, this game is being reported right now. They may, be, may feel like negative 11 degrees at kickoff. So we're going to see some ground and pound, but what I will say is Josh Allen in the cold, it does not affect him one bit. From Wyoming for college, in Buffalo, he thrives in the snow, thrives in the cold. The Bears' offense, you may see, become much more run-heavy. The Bills, you're going to see that same air raid offense we see when it's 75 and sunny, because Josh Allen thrives in this type of weather. So we're going with the Bills there. Bears are going to be on the naughty list. Saints at the Cleveland Browns. Who's naughty? Who's nice in this game? It's very hard to tell. This is one of the most, I would say, unpredictable games on the slate this week. I'm going to take the Saints in this one, though. I don't think Cleveland's offense is clicking. Deshaun Watson really has not looked good since he's been back. And I think the Saints' defense can give him enough problems. And the Saints are still seeing the Buccaneers lose these big games. And they know they still have a shot at the division despite being 5-9 and nine on the season. So I'm going Saints here. The Cleveland Browns are going to be on the naughty list. And then we've got the Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson likely not playing again. The Ravens have looked very bad without Lamar. They need him back. But the Falcons are not a good team. And we know that. Desmond Ritter came in. We'll see how he can do week two. Baltimore's secondary is suspect, to say the least, this season. But I think the Ravens are going to get a win. Again, it's it's Ravens football this year. It's not ever going to be pretty, especially if Lamar's not playing. Um, I think their play calling sucks. I've talked about this a lot before. But I do think they're a much better team than the Falcons. And the Ravens do have a tendency to play down to their opponent, but they need this win right now. They're still fighting for a division title with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think the Ravens are going to step up. Their defense will be able to do enough. J.K. Dobbins has looked great the past two weeks since coming back from injury again. I think we're going to see the Ravens take on the Falcons, putting the Ravens on the nice list, Falcons on the naughty list. Now in another big game, sticking with the AFC North, we have the Bengals taking on the Patriots. The Patriots are going to look to make up for last week, but... It's not going to be enough. The Cincinnati Bengals are hot. Hottest team in the NFL right now, arguably. They're going to pick up another win. 11-4, first in the NFC North. We're starting to see the Bengals team that we saw make the Super Bowl last year. Everything is clicking right now in Cincinnati, and don't expect that to change. Now we've got the New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. This game has the Vikings... They're locked up for playoffs. We know that. The Giants, though, fighting for a wild card spot. This is a big game for them, but I don't think they're going to be able to get over Minnesota. I think Minnesota, despite winning 
in a crazy game in week 15, they're going to come out a lot stronger. They're going to fix their first half blues. And I think they're going to play a, a full four quarters of this game, pick up a win over the Giants, improve to 12-3 and three and show people, you know what, yeah, we did come back, but we should never be down like that again. So I think Minnesota's going to make a point of emphasis to come out firing on all cylinders in the first quarter, get a lead and take care of the Giants and say, look, we are for real. We know the comeback was crazy. That was a crazy game. But we want to show you we're a complete football team quarter one to quarter four. So we're about halfway through the Saturday games. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'm finishing the Saturday games and then getting in to the Christmas Day games. Men talk women. Men talk sports. Finally, a talk show where men huddle and break into real conversation, real issues, the real deal. Men for men better living. Real men, real talk. Please stay safe and stay healthy. As a 25-year Wayne resident, Foggy's Automotives took care of all my car needs. And for real estate, everyone knows it's the Gene Low team. Listen, we may not agree on who's the best golfer, but we certainly agree that all of our customers and clients are our friends. And we love you. During these trying times, we care. Let's keep our community strong. Stay safe and please stay healthy. You're listening to Dog Day. So continuing on with these Saturday games, up next we have the Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are a very interesting team. Sam Darnold has played a lot better than we've seen him play most of his career since he returned to be the starter. But this Detroit Lions team is dangerous. They've, they're piling up wins. They're in wild card. They're in the hunt in the wild card right now. I really hope I see them make it to the playoffs because this offense has a chance to be really, really special. They've got a ton of talent at skill positions. Jared Goff is playing a very high level of football right now. And their offensive line is really one of the most underrated units in the NFL. The offensive line is great. They got the run game. They can they can sling it when they need to. Panthers defense at times this year has been able to shut down good offenses, but I think Detroit's gonna keep the momentum going. I think they're gonna pick up a win. We're putting Detroit on the nice list, Carolina, and this wacky season for them are going to stay on the naughty list. The Seahawks need to pick up a win. However, they're heading to Kansas City. They're not getting a win in Arrowhead. This has the potential to be a very exciting game because Seattle, when their offense is clicking, they can put up numbers. And Kansas City, again, we just saw the Texans almost beat them. Their defense isn't in peak form right now, I guess, is how I could put it. They kind of got embarrassed by Houston, despite winning in overtime. That's not a look they want to portray to the rest of the league. I think their offense is going to come out firing, but I think their defense is going to be tightened up a lot this week. I think Seattle's going to struggle against them. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes are going to be on the nice list. And the Seahawks' downfall is going to continue as they remain on the naughty list. In a divisional game, a big game, Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. This game's in Tennessee. I say it's a big game, not because it's an exciting matchup, but for the Titans, if they win, they stay ahead of the Jaguars. If the Titans lose and the Jaguars win, they'd both be 7-8. and eight. That's not a position Tennessee wants because 
I don't think there's going to be two AFC South teams in the playoffs. So the winner of this division is in the second place, I think is likely out. So it's either going to be the Jaguars or the Titans making the playoffs. I don't know if both of them are going to be able to. Derrick Henry owns the Texans. We've come to expect 200 yards, two to three touchdowns every time Derrick Henry plays the Texans. I think that's going to happen again. Titans are going to roll over them, even though they haven't looked that great this season. This is a little reset game for them. Their defense can hopefully get back on track against Davis Mills and the Texans offense that has not been able to put up points consistently. And they got to get back to Derrick Henry and the ground and pound game and put this game away early. The Washington Commanders, who are fresh off of a frustrating loss against the Giants, don't have a favorable week this week, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy's looked amazing since coming in for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Six touchdowns and two interceptions since he's taken over. Very impressive. They've obviously got Christian McCaffrey. This offense can do a lot. They've got a lot of weapons. Debo Samuel remains out, but really at this point, for right now, they don't need him. They, they're more focusing on getting him ready for the playoffs. So the Niners' defense is going to be too much for the Commanders. I don't think Commanders can score against them. So 49ers and Brock Purdy are going to roll with another win, hurting the Commanders' chance a lot at making the postseason. And now we got a very interesting game. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. What's interesting is the Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point favorites as of right now when I'm recording this. That line obviously can move, but they're five and a half because Jalen Hurts is likely out for this game. He separated his shoulder against the Chicago Bears. And one thing I want to say about the Eagles, Gardner Minshew is going to play a good game. I really believe that. He's their backup quarterback. He's going to show why you invest in a strong second quarterback. When stuff like this happens, when shit hits a fan in the NFL, there's no time to take a step back. You've got to keep on rolling. And the, and the Eagles are going to be able to do that. Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback. And depending on how he plays in these games, whether he starts one or two weeks for the Eagles, he may earn himself a shot at being a starting quarterback again in the NFL. Now, with that being said, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys this year. I don't, I don't think they're legit. I know they're 10-4 and four right now. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're going to get out of the first round of the playoffs. We'll see when they get the matchups. But I'm not counting on them. But I do think they're going to be able to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. And it's a hard one to pick, but I am going to roll with Dallas. I think Dak Prescott's going to be upset that he threw a game-losing pick six against the Jaguars in overtime. I think Cowboys are going to be able to handle Philadelphia in this one and show that you know they do believe they deserve to be in that contention conversation. So we're rolling with the Cowboys here. Eagles are going to take a tough loss, I believe at Dallas too, which is a a pretty big factor. You already know Christmas Eve, that crowd is going to show out for this game. And then on the Saturday night game, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders fresh off one of the craziest wins in the NFL this season at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett, who was out with a concussion last week, is going to be back. We're going to see Pickett on primetime. We're going to see Derek Carr and the Raiders trying to pick up a win when they are still Both of these teams, actually, are still in playoff contention. Yes, they need to probably win out and have some other teams lose a couple for them. But this this is a big game for both teams. And I think the Raiders are the team more that you would think would be able to really be a playoff team. The Steelers just don't seem it this year. But one thing to note, too, 
Mike Tomlin, since he's been the Steelers head coach for a very long time, I don't know the exact years off the top of my head, has never had a losing season. The Steelers currently sit at 6-8. and eight. If they win out, they'll be 9-8 and eight on the season, and Mike Tomlin will continue his streak. If not, we're going to see the first losing season in Steelers history. So this game, if they lose, guarantees a losing season. So there's a lot to play for in Pittsburgh, too. With that, I'm sure everyone knows about it. Players aren't going to want that to happen. Tomlin's not going to want to lose a game, obviously. And there's still playoff implications. They can still sneak in a wild card spot. They're not eliminated. So interesting game. I'm excited to see Kenny Pickett in prime time. You know, it's and when you watch football on on Sundays, I've got red zone on all the time. It's hard to get a feel for some teams individually, which is why on Thursday night, I'm excited to watch the Jaguars. I'm excited to watch Trevor Lawrence in this offense. I'm excited to see what Doug Peterson calls up in a game where if they win, their playoff odds will increase greatly. And then I'm, ex- I'm excited. While the Raiders-Steelers game isn't the most exciting game on the slate, I'm excited to see Kenny Pickett in primetime. Get to know him a little bit more. Get to get a feel for his game a little bit more. That's the beauty of watching a singular game is you really get a feel for these teams. And the two teams I'm looking forward to watching this week, especially are the Jaguars and the Steelers for that matter. Learn a lot more. The Jaguars, I think, are a team with a very high ceiling in the future. How high can they go this year? We'll see. But the Jets are a good test. The Jets defense is legit. Excited to see how they handle that. And then I'm excited to see what Kenny Pickett can do on primetime. So now we're on to the Christmas Day games. And the first game of the day, the Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Now, this isn't exactly the game we thought it would be at the start of the season. Obviously, the Packers not looking good this year. They did just beat the Rams on Sunday night, 24 or Monday night, pardon me, 24 to 12. Aaron Rodgers said, you know what, we, we've got something cooking here. I hate to break it to everybody, but I don't care what happens. The Packers are not a good football team this year. They beat a Rams team that's atrocious to say the least this season so a win over the Rams does not impress me at all them really not playing a great game and beating the Rams sure as hell doesn't impress me at all so no the the Packers yeah it's just it's not a team that I'm excited to watch it's not a team I believe in at all I think they have good pieces with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in the backfield but they still they did use them very well against the Rams but they still don't use them as much as they should And the Dolphins, coming off a tough loss against the Buffalo Bills, they're going to want another win. It's at home in Miami. I think we're going to see the Dolphins play a very good game. The Packers, they can challenge them for sure. But I'm going to roll with Miami in this one. Pick Tua to get a win. Mike McDaniel to coach a great game. Dolphins kick off Christmas with a win on Santa's nice list. Then another game that... Coming into this season, should have been one of the best games in the entire year, will turn out to be one of the worst games in the entire year, is the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Rams. Two teams that were heavily expected to be in the playoffs, two teams that the NFL wanted to be in prime time, and two teams that have absolutely blundered expectations this year. I hope we see 20 points total scored in this game. That's how bad both these teams have been. Russell Wilson will hopefully be back from a concussion. The Rams, Baker Mayfield will be a little bit more in the system, but he didn't look good against the Packers. He had that magical moment in his first start with the Rams, the game-winning touchdown drive, but against the Packers, he didn't look very good. 
The Rams don't have a lot of weapons. The Broncos have been atrocious this year. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to pick this game because neither team has a lot. I'm gonna go with the Rams winning this one because I would take Sean McVay as a better coach than Nathaniel Hackett. But it, they both have fine defenses still. Denver has a really good defense. The Rams' defense is still it's it's still fine. It's still decent. So I'm not expecting a lot from this game. This is the game to eat dinner during, to be honest. So when you plan your day out, everybody, make sure dinner is at 4.30 when the, when the Broncos and the Rams are playing each other. The Sunday night game, Christmas night, Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Again, another game that's underwhelming, but a game I'm looking forward to watching because I do want to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a singular team. Again, this is a team that I haven't seen a ton from this year. They've been in primetime games, but I'm excited to watch them again now because they're 6-8. and eight. They're first in their division still. They're very lucky to have that. They're in the weakest division in the NFL this year, and they blew a 17-point lead to the Cincinnati Bengals last week. As much as the Bucks can play horrible throughout the regular season, they're going to find a way into the postseason. A win here would be big for them, too. Improved to 7-8. and eight. And when they're in the playoffs... It's still not a team I want to play. You never want to play Tom Brady in the playoffs because he is just capable of winning those games despite how bad everything may have looked prior to that. So I'm excited to watch the Bucks. I think they're going to take care of the Cardinals just fine. I'm hoping to see their offense click a little bit more. Somehow Brady puts up yards, but they don't put up points. Let's see some breakthroughs from Tampa Bay. This is a perfect game for Brady and the Bucks to get right, build some momentum heading into the last two weeks of the season. And then the final game of this week 16, Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. A very interesting game. The Chargers need to keep winning if they want to maintain a wild card position. The Colts, they're not gonna they're not gonna touch the postseason, obviously, this year. But they're gonna wanna come out and get a win in this game after getting outright embarrassed last week by giving up their 33 to nothing lead at halftime. So a, a very interesting game. Jonathan Taylor's out for the Colts. That's going to, you know, that plays a factor for sure. But two teams that have also grossly underperformed this season. Two teams that were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. Matt Ryan has looked washed for the majority of the year. Justin Herbert hasn't looked the same. And yes, he's had a very lack of weapons. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams have been hurt majority of the year. Everyone's healthy now, for the most part, on the Chargers in the skill position room. So I think the Chargers are going to win it. I'm hoping to see a vintage Justin Herbert throws for 350 and three touchdowns type of game. And I'm hoping to see the Chargers kind of show, you know, we're, we're figuring it out right now before the playoffs come around. So with that, that's week 16 covered. After this, there's, there's only two more weeks. And next week, we're really going to dive into playoff implications. What do teams need to do to get to the postseason? Do I think X, Y, and Z teams can get to the postseason. So that's all going to be covered next week. But for now, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. And we'll see you next week here on the Sean Steg Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sean Steg Podcast. And make sure to join Sean Steg on social media for more unique and exclusive content by following at Sean Steg on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.